Fantasy Film 101. One of the most underrated of all of Disney's films, and at least their theatrical releases, is Make My Music. And during World War II, Disney had a whole bunch of stuff they just hadn't gotten around to using yet. And since a lot of their art department was off at the war, the Second World War, in fact, it was time to do some creative reuse. And what they did was they put together a whole bunch of segments and released several films, sometimes with a single through line, sometimes with no real through line. And Make My Music is one of my favorites. And considering who did the music for it, Benny Goodman and his orchestra, this is where Peter and the Wolf uh, by Prokofiev, with the narration by Sterling Holloway, which is one of my all-time favorites. You had, this is where Casey at the Bat first appeared, I believe. There's just some great stuff in this, but there are two segments, I think, that show something about fantasy film as a extension of the world in which we live, but that we also don't quite get. One is Johnny Fedora and Alice Bluebonnet. It's an adorable film. Absolutely adorable. It's a song by the Andrews sisters, where they sing about this story of a Johnny Fedora, who is a fedora hat, who happens to see Alice Bluebonnet in the window of a department store. And Johnny really wants to see her again. And in this segment, it's so beautifully done. This idea that inanimate objects not only have personalities, but they have drives. Disney has always given anthropomorphized concepts to inanimate objects. Often it's through magic, often it's through other intentions, I guess. A wonderful example, of course, is Toy Story. This idea that when we're not looking, there is magic happening. And in Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet, they fall in love. And Johnny's doing everything he can to get back to her. And eventually, what, what I love is that they end up next to each other on the head of two horses in the same team who are pulling a cart. It's great. It's a great bit. Disney's ability to not only ascribe human emotional characteristics to objects, but in doing so to make them approachable and relatable to the audience is a big freaking deal. They are so good at it. They're also great at doing the same thing with animals. But this is one of the most heartbreakingly beautiful portions of any Disney film, as far as I'm concerned. It's called The Whale Who Wanted to Sing at the Met. And the story is this. There is a whale called Willie, who is a sperm whale, who wants to be an opera singer. And so the guy who runs the local opera believes that the whale has actually swallowed an opera singer and wants to go save him because of this idea that he could then have him put him on stage. He would be saving him from the belly of the sperm whale. So he goes out with some harpooners and they encounter the whale singing opera and he can sing three, he can sing baritone, tenor, and bass all at the same time. 
He has three uvula, apparently. And this is just so much fun. Here, Teddy Taddy is trying to catch his great white whale, and though he's blue, I think he's actually kind of grayish, which brings in all these elements from traditional whaling narratives. The idea that the whale is the end goal of every chase. But he's also doing this singing, and it's this idea of the aspiration. And we're all hoping the entire way through that the whale is going to make it to the Met. And we're shown what would have happened. And spoiler alert, he gets harpooned. But we're shown this grand vision. What would happen if he were to get to sing on the stage at the Met? All while the crew is trying to stop Teddy Taddy from actually harpooning him. It's an absolutely beautiful film. And the end, the only slight uplift is that the narrator, and Nelson Eddy, great narrator. I wish he had lived just a little longer because he was one of the real incredible voiceover guys. I mean, for ages, he was just the best. And he was an amazing singer. And he actually sang all the, the three male parts that Willie the Whale sings. And we're reminded that Willie's voice will sing in heaven and we get a little moment of that. So that's a bit of uplift. But ultimately, it's a downer story. He never got to achieve his dream. In many ways, this is a fantasy film that could only work during the Depression during World War II, when the need for any sort of escape, even if it is a downer escape, any of that is welcome. And here it absolutely is. Make My Music is incredibly good. After you've gone a segment with uh, Benny Goodman and the Goodman Quartet, where it's basically them just, the instruments playing themselves and looking great. Peter and the Wolf, of course. Casey at the Bat. All of that. It's great. But those two, the last two segments, 100% make it worth watching. 